Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It's it's Jesse. Um, happy Monday. Uh, this week, I have a very fun episode planned for you guys, something I talked about a little bit last week. Um, I've got another cinephile survey this week with those two wonderful boys from Inside Quotes, Jeremy and Jonathan. I spent the past weekend in Bowling Green, uh, stayed with them, hung out with them, uh, had a lot of fun recording this podcast, talking movies with them, so uh, hope you guys enjoy. Dude, are you recording right now? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, uh, I, I do that just because we can start it over. But just very candid. That's, right. that's the way I like to start it, because like, I'll go home and... I'll record an intro and an outro, mm. and when it's like, all right, here's the episode, like it just kind of feed it into something more, yeah, yeah. all right, candid. So well, now that I'm ready, we can continue. Okay, let's see. I'm Jonathan Jones, Jeremy. So. <laughs> um, Welcome to the show. <laughs> you guys have a podcast of your own? Yes, we do. It's called Inside Quotes, the show where we relive, rewatch. And review the child of our magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a great point, Jonathan. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. You guys have <laughs> you guys have a movie podcast. You talk about movies that you guys watch as kids. Yes, we have seen, in fact, a movie. <laughs> you guys have hit 52 episodes. You guys hit 52 like the other day, right? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Matilda. 52 is a lot of. So it's, that's, it's a um, it's a year's worth if you do it every week, which I haven't done it every week. So it would, neither of us. We we did it in Salud. We started in May of 2020, I think Aprilish. So yeah, well, a year and a half maybe. We're taking six months off of our podcast collectively. Well, still, 52 episodes is a lot of episodes. So congratulations. Thank um, you. Thank you. We're going to be talking about movies, which, you know, is fitting to have you guys on here. Uh, we're going to be talking about the movies that mean the most to you guys. I sent you all a list of questions. I've done this a couple times, and so we kind of have a an idea, a formula to what this, uh, all right. how this works. So just introduce yourselves one more time, because usually there's just one other person on here with me. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to tell my voice from someone else's, but you two have very similar voices. So, All right. just for clarification. My name is Jim. <laughs> oh. Uh, my name is Jeremy Jones. And I'm Jonathan Jones. And we're the... Hosts. Hosts of... of Inside, 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 Inside Quotes. 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 <laughs> yeah, we're so in- Y'all are so cute. Um... So would you guys consider yourselves movie people? I'd say so. That's I'd pretty much that. all I do is watch movies. It's pretty much <laughs> consisted of our every weekend of our childhood. It's just watching a movie. But what about your adult more? Um, <clears throat> When I'm not working, yeah. So first question I have, if you answer yes to that one, is what's the movie that got you guys into movies? Like Since you guys started as kids being obsessed with it, you can go back all the way there, or what? What was the movie that maybe helped you transition from like, oh, these are kid movies to like more grown-up themes Film. and movies? Yeah. What? What was that for you guys? Well, for me, I kind of, 
I could probably do a few different answers, but the one I thought of goes back to being a kid, and it was me going to the movie theater seeing Star Wars The Phantom Menace. That was the one, like, I saw it, and I was just immediately blown away. Like, I was just in shock after I saw it. It was, I feel like it was probably the same as, like, people that saw the original Star Wars, except it was episode one and had Jar Jar, and I just loved it so much. So, that was the movie that, like, I saw it, and then I didn't even know there was an original trilogy. Like, I just went into it blind, and I loved it. And so when I got home, my mom was like, oh, we've got, you know, these the original trilogy, there's three other movies, and I was like, show them to me, let me see. <laughs> and so I, we had a cabinet full of, like, a bunch of VHS movies in our, like, home entertainment center, and that was like, it opened up the entertainment center to me, like, what else is in here that is just as good as Star Wars? And so that was, like, the one that I just... I watched a lot of movies before that, but I started watching tons of like '80s old movies from that point on, basically. That's a really fantastic answer, Jeremy. Um, so I wouldn't say like I was into film growing up because I was just watching movies. You can't really decide what is art and what's not. But I took sure. that as like, what was the first movie that like? really inspired you to get into film more yeah that's perfect uh so my first answer was ratatouille but that's that's not that that did that did not get me into film that got me into cooking but uh but my real answer would be uh 12 angry men really Mm -hmm. i've not seen that so we like we watched it in high school because it was like a leadership learning effective communication like so 12 angry men is a story about a jury group and the one guy everyone else wants to just get out of there and just say he's guilty because it seems like the kid did the he murdered somebody seems like the kid did the crime but one guy didn't believe that he solely believed he was innocent and he convinced all other jurors on the jury, on the jury, jury, yeah, to actually give them a shot and actually like save this kid's life. And by the end of the whole movie, he had convinced every single one of them. And it's all shot in one room. Mm-hmm. It's not like the ending scene and the beginning scene is like what it's same location. In TV, they the- refer to that as the bottle episode. Where it's just like all shot in one place. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, how can you convey an entire story, a visual story, by shooting maybe most like three or four scenes total in the entire movie that's mm-hmm. not on one set? That's it's impressive in TV shows, nonetheless. But when you see full movies that are that way, that's really and it's a black and white movie. Like yeah. I, I, I don't normally like black and white movies. Oh, I love black and white movies. There's something romantic about them. <laughs> so that, that was honestly a great answer, Jeremy. I wasn't expecting something so like highbrow. Just a just a children's cinema expert. And you're like twelve angry men. I'm like, <laughs> I was just waiting for him to say Shrek too. <laughs> hey, <laughs> for sure though. I'm sure it'll come up eventually. Just it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. So the next couple of questions are what I call the superlatives, just the, you know, the movie that made you blank the most. So okay. the first one is cry. Are you guys criers in real life? Do you cry during movies? 
I think I mainly just cry in movies. Yeah, I don't. I I can count on like one hand the the times I've like cried in life. I do not cry very often, but I do tear up in movies sometimes, and it's just like I get kind of watery eyed and I try and fight it back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you want to go for it, Jeremy? All right. Well, I cry in a lot of different movies for a lot of weird different reasons. Um, but mainly like ones that movies that involve like family themes and coming together or maybe just like, okay. So obviously remember the Titans, you're going to cry every single time. Like I've never watched that movie and not cried. And then, uh, recess schools out. Oh gosh. (laughs) Here it is. You go from 12 Angry Men dude, to Recess School. Dude, out. I'm sorry. No, you're not. It's, I'm apologize. not sorry because, I don't know, it's it's weirdly, you wouldn't expect to cry in a cartoon like that, especially Recess. Right. But, I don't know, it's just like, at the end, we talked about it, I didn't expect it, I didn't think I would cry, but we covered it this past year mm-hmm. on our podcast. <clears throat> and it's just like the perfect summation of like early adolescence and coming of age. And at the end, it's just like the hero and the villain is just like the principal and the and the kid that is yeah. always in the trouble. And the principal is just like, go have fun. You're you're only gonna you're gonna grow up soon anyways, or something like that. And it was just like a sweet moment. Like I was an adult and I was like, wow. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like. <laughs> It just hit different as an adult. It hit different sure. as an adult, and I was like, man, I want to be in that position one day. So for me, the movie, uh, the one that immediately came to mind for the movie that I cried in was Toy Story 3. Mm. And that's because I was the exact same age as Andy. The original Toy Story was actually the first movie I ever saw in the theater as a kid. I was like three or four. And the summer that Toy Story 3 came out, was the same summer that I had graduated high school and was like going off to college. So it was just like, so it was just like the exact same age and just all of that culminating at the same time. And I love the way that that movie ends. And that one just, it got me. That was, that was the one that came to mind. Now I do have an alternate answer though. Let's hear it. Which is the movie that made me cry laughing. (laughs) And that's rat race. (laughs) So, we went on a family vacation one time. I think we were going up to camp in North Carolina, and we stayed at – our parents were going to drop us off at, at Florida College Camp. And we stayed at a Motel 6 the night before, and we're just, like, surfing, you know, channel surfing in the hotel room, and we catch, like, the very beginning of this movie. We have no idea what it is. And our whole family was just, like, captivated because it was just so funny. Like, we didn't know what it was. We just kept watching it, and the jokes kept coming. And it, it's made by the same people that made Airplane. So oh, you, okay. you know, yeah. like, the type of humor that's going to be there. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was just, like, such a great experience, I remember. Just us, like, howling with laughter, watching Rat Race in the Motel 6, like, <laughs> hotel <laughs> room. So does that, like, that works as a good transition. Is that the movie that's made you laugh the hardest? I thought about putting that, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't put that one down. I didn't think about putting that one down. That's a good one. I, uh, for the movie that I laughed the hardest, or at least the most, I, I had to go with Napoleon Dynamite. I, I really, I really wrestled with this one. 
But I really think that's like the best, like the funniest movie in my opinion. I, I just, anytime I watch it, it just puts me in a good place. I'm always, like there's some movies that I love, but they're not as rewatchable to me. Like Napoleon Dynamite, it just gets me every time. And I, that's what I had to go with. What's funny <laughs> is that I've had three people do this with me. All very different, like personality wise, come from very different places. And two out of the three people have said that Nacho Libre is the funniest movie they've ever oh. seen. And I cannot stand it. It bothers me so much. So mm. I'll take Napoleon Dynamite, which is like, I put those two on like the same shelf. <clears throat> like, the same director. They're very, very <laughs> similar movies, but one is vastly better than the other. Mm-hmm. Mm. You picked the right one. So which brings me to my next point. Um, my The one that made me laugh the most is a film called uh, Nacho Libre. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, this was a tough one because we've had a lot of laughter in our in our childhood, and I want to say a lot of different movies, but I think it's gonna have to be Pink Panther, starring Steve Martin. Okay. I think I don't think I've laughed harder and more consistently throughout the entire movie. You know, I rewatched that. Not all that long ago. And I was surprised at how funny it was. Like, <laughs> it's so good. And it's it's really not sophisticated at all, which is generally the way that I'd prefer my humor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, like, slapstick. And yeah. it, it so, holds up really well as you age, which is surprising. Yeah. My other honorable mentions were uh, Johnny English okay. um, and C-Spot Run. See, C-Spot Run... Is, is just a bunch of poop jokes. That's why it's funny. Uh, and then my last one was Duck Soup from the Marx Brothers. And that's a little too highbrow, but... <laughs> I don't right. want to go highbrow for the day. funny one. But have you ever, ever watched the Marx Brothers? No, I haven't. <clears throat> okay. Forget Laurel and Hardy. Forget the Three Stooges. They are the funniest comedic group of the 19th century. 18th century. 20th century. <laughs> the 20th century. Most of the movies are like the 30s and 40s. Yeah, but they're that's hilarious. a that's a whole century. What about Monty Python? Nope. I love Monty Python. But they're funny. So I recently saw this movie. It was not made by the Monty Python people, but it had that very similar vibe. It was. It's called Casino Royale. Oh, and it's, it's a James Bond parody, right? Yeah. Well, they, they bought the rights to the story Casino Royale. And like <laughs> Peter Sellers was like, oh, we're going to give this an honest crack. And they're like, nah, we're not. <laughs> it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. It is hysterical. <laughs> but it's I was like, this is where James Bond meets like Monty Python. And it's just chaos. It's so funny. I like when you can make me laugh. And not say a word. Which is why the Marx Brothers is so funny. Because Harko okay. Marx and Rowan Atkinson, with Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. that's so impressive to me. I, I, I don't think I've... That's why Mr. Bean is like so like globally like well-known. Yeah. Just because you don't have to understand the language to get the <laughs> yeah. humor. Because it's yeah. just the physical comedy of, of <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. You guys like scary movies? Not particularly. No. It's not really a genre that we've... Uh, particularly i mean i'm on the same into. i'm on the same boat i don't watch a lot of them i think just usually they're really bad so i don't want to waste my time with them as of recent i've liked them because there's people like jordan peele and john krasinski that's been making like actual hollywood actors yeah that are producing and directing their own 
and they're actually turning out pretty well because they make you think. Um, so, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? It doesn't have to be a scary movie. It doesn't have to be a horror movie. <clears throat> just what's the movie that scared you the most? It, in It Chapter 2. Well, <laughs> you hate clowns, so. I am terrified of clowns. I really can't believe that you've seen those. Knowing that you hate clowns, you still went and saw it. Well, I've, I've, Twice. I was tricked multiple times. And guilted. For okay, the I... <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on. Fool Shame me on twice. <laughs> yeah, no, like, okay, you can get tricked into seeing it, but you can't get tricked into seeing mm-hmm. it chapter two. You should know what's coming. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming, but everyone else said it wasn't as bad because, like, the clown's not even in it that much. And I was like, okay, I'm still not going to go see it. But I was guilted into it to see it because somebody told me, that they wanted me to watch that movie for their birthday. Like, I'm not going to go. I'm not spending my good hard-earned money on that. And they said, I don't care. I'm going to buy you a large popcorn and a large drink, and I'll buy your ticket. I was like, all right, fair point, but I might leave the theater. You're just a sucker for free movie theater snacks. Pretty much, yeah. If you had to pick one, what would, which one would you say? It or It Chapter 2? It, it won. Okay. I don't remember It Chapter 2. It, that, that one was pretty bad. What about you, Jonathan? So for me, um, I used to be, I've got a lot of like honorable mentions, but I do have one that I picked, but I used to really like the early M. Night Shyamalan movies. I feel like Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs are like really good. And then after that, you know, not they so They kind of trail off. <laughs> kind of trailed off. Um, so I like those. I also think for some reason I get like really sucked into like disaster movies. So like... Stuff like Independence Day and, like, The Day After Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, Titanic, like, stuff like that. Like, I just, like, really get sucked into it. You know the, the scenes in movies where, like, the hero's got to, like, hold his breath and, like, go save someone trapped underwater. Yeah. And you just subconsciously just hold your breath the entire scene. <laughs> For some reason, I get sucked into that. But having said all that, uh, the one that I picked was 1998 Godzilla movie. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Because as a kid, I had like recurring dreams for like years. And I wasn't like nightmares where I was like scared to go to sleep. But I just remember that movie in particularly just like, I don't know. It was just frightening to me as a kid. I, I, 98, I would have been six when that came out. And I just remember having dreams. I also specifically remember the first time I was aware I was lucid dreaming was in the middle of the Godzilla dream. <laughs> oh, Because wow. Godzilla, like, he, like, <laughs> he came to our house at Holland and, oh, really? uh, and, like, ate, ate our mom or something like that in the dream. <laughs> this is and, the first I've heard of this. And I was way. just like, no, I don't like that. And in my dream, I just reversed it. <laughs> just did it again. Just like, no, that didn't happen. That wasn't canon. Throw my mom up right now. And then we just, I just moved on. <laughs> and it was the weird, weirdest thing. And I woke up and I was like, I can control my dreams. And then I couldn't actually. <laughs> oh, but man. just just because of the fact that I had like recurring nightmares about Godzilla for like many years afterwards, that's yeah. what I picked. That stuff, the scary movies is a scary. Um, <laughs> if a movie's scary enough, it'll stick with you. Yeah. Um, the first time I wasn't even gonna see it, but. Somebody told me we were going to go see the Kingsman movie in theaters. And yeah. then I was the last one in line, and they all bought tickets for it in front of me. And I was like, what is going on? So, but I 
hallucinated seeing that clown in my dorm room that night. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't go to sleep that night. It was so bad. Like, I saw him places, and I was freaked out. <laughs> Don't even get me near a red balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. See, my really snobby answer is to this question. I said, uh, I would say it's Dr. Strangelove. Okay. Which, if you've, you've watched that, right? I actually did not. I downloaded uh, it. I downloaded it for the plane. Yeah. And it didn't finish. It did not finish downloading, so okay. I couldn't even start it. Well, it's basically about a military operation where a rogue general decides he's going to go bomb Russia in the middle of the Cold War when he didn't have authorization to do that. And so everyone's running around trying to be like, how do we stop it? They're like, you can't stop it. We're just going to start World War Three. And it's just, <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, this could happen. And that movie actually like sparked a change in policy on how those commands run down the chain because someone watched it they were like oh we should we should we should look at that <laughs> so it's it's pretty good i, I watched that because it had peter sellers in it and it was not the same humor as the pink panther movies <laughs> oh it's, it's got peter sellers in three different roles which is even funnier hot take i think steve martin's pink panther is better than peter sellers maybe I just think, funnier i think I might have more to say on that later on. Okay. I might just have to say that. All right. <laughs> what movie do you guys find uh, the prettiest or like most visually stunning? Jeremy, I know you had a hard time with this, so we're going to defer to yeah. Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Give you a little Hopefully bit. Hopefully, you'll of time. pick one of mine, and then I'll be like, I, I had I had a few thoughts. Yeah, you you definitely didn't pick this one because I know for a fact you have never sat through this entire movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know exactly when this is. Tron Legacy. <laughs> 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 I think that's been said before. Has it? I think so. Maybe. Um, there's a, a lot of different ways you could go with this one, but I, I, um, I was in college when this movie came out, and a couple friends came down to my dorm room like, "Hey, we're going to the movies. You want to come with?" And I was like, "Sure." What are you gonna go see? Tron Legacy. I'm like, "Okay, I've never seen the first one. I don't know anything about it, but okay." I went to go see it, and it was like. Probably one of the most like immersive experiences I've ever had, like seeing a movie, because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the world and I thought it was really cool. Um, visually, the soundtrack was really cool, and I was just like really caught up in the story. And so that's that's my answer. <laughs> Tron Legacy. I I haven't seen. Is there two of them? I thought there was just the one. There's there's the original Tron from the '80s, and oh, okay. then there's Tron Legacy. Okay. And they never made a third one. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. Tron Legacy. Yeah, I I think I've seen... I know I've seen parts of Tron Legacy, but I was pretty young and I definitely didn't follow it. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I didn't see all of it. Mm -hmm. So there's something about Tron Legacy that I've never been able to... I've tried to watch it many times. I think I've tried to watch it four or five times. I kid you not, every time I've fallen asleep within the first (laughs) 30 minutes. It might be some like triggering Daft Punk sounds that just make me like want to fall asleep or... Maybe it's like some white noise or something, but it's so soothing and calming, and it's so such a dark, like visually dark movie. Yeah. So I'm just like, there's a constant hum in the background. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I've fallen asleep to that five times. You know, I don't. That's just become a running joke. <laughs> I'll never be able to watch that movie. You know what movie I've fallen asleep every time I've watched it? And this is completely preposterous. I don't know how <laughs> it's happened, but every time. Some we like sit down and turn on Rogue One. I fall asleep <laughs> at the same point in the movie. 
Which point? Um, it's when they're finally like dropping in on the attack. Like there's there's something about a sniper rifle, or like I, I remember seeing yeah. it like kind of you know like coming in and out. I I've not seen that movie top to bottom without falling asleep. I know, and I love Star Wars, so there's no, like, real great excuse, like, oh, I just wasn't that into it. The third act is probably, like, the best part of the movie, too. I, I know! <laughs> I don't know why, I just, I cannot stay awake during it. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. So, for my answer, I have a hard time deferring, differentiating film versus animation, and I think animation is so much more impressive to pull off. Please do. Um, but I have a film answer and a animation answer. I'm going to make you pick one, but please, I'd like to hear both. Okay. Film answer is Big Fish. Okay. Starring Ewan McGregor. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a visually pleasing movie, and it's a heartwarming movie. Um, it just makes you feel, like, full of, like, wonder and, and excitement. Sure. Um, and then, oh, crud, I do have two for, for animation. <laughs> One that really blew me away was Prince of Egypt. Yeah. And I guess I'm biased. I, I'm straying away from the question of visually prettiest because it's like the combination of the visuals and the sound. Yeah. I, I think Prince of Egypt's score is probably one of the best scores ever written. But I don't know. I don't know how to explain how beautiful that movie is. <laughs> like the art. I, I'm a big fan of 2D animation too. And it's like the perfect mixture of both of it. <clears throat> and then the other one was a recent movie. It's a Christmas movie called Klaus. Oh, I love Klaus. And that one is animated just like a children's book. Yeah. So it's look like it looks like you're reading a children's book. It's very flat. Yeah, I love it. Matt picked Prince of Egypt for the movie he wanted to see in the theaters. Oh, really? The most, yeah. So that's I was like, I know Prince of Egypt's been said, but I had to like. I'm gonna have to make that one mine. So if you had to pick between Big Fish and Prince of Egypt and Klaus, what would you Klaus. say? Oh, that's a good that's a good answer. I like that. Okay. I'm not going to give you grief for it. It's my favorite Christmas movie now <clears throat> because of that reason. So this is going to be what I imagine might be the toughest answer for you guys because you you do a whole podcast essentially based around childhood nostalgia. <laughs> So I'm gonna, oh, but no. I'm gonna ask it anyways because it's on the list. What okay. movie gives you guys the most nostalgia? Yeah, I mean, I could have, I have a bunch of different answers for this, but what I went with was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Ooh, I love Ooh. it because I, I just feel like 2002 was just like the best year to be like <laughs> alive. <laughs> as far as film goes. You like, were 10, right? Dude, I was 10. This so year that, that puts years, you like right at it was the height, just a little under Harry Potter's it, age. Yeah, it was the height of we got Star Wars prequels, we've got Lord of the Rings movies coming out every year, we've got all the Harry Potter movies and they were just like all just coming out. So just like that that specific time in my life I could have gone with something from any of those franchises, but yeah. I went with I went with Chamber <laughs> of Secrets cuz I wanted some Harry Potter representation and <laughs> Hot take, that's my favorite Harry Potter movie. Okay. I think it's like the most quotable for me. I think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> I, I think, so my wife and I recently went through and watched all of them, like back to back to back to back to back. And there is something very uniquely special about the first two. Mm -hmm. I can't put my finger on it, but there's like, it feels more magic than any of the other ones. Like, 
and those are the only two that Chris Columbus directed. And so that there's like a art direction to it. That's different from the others, but there's something that just feels magical about it. Those Mm -hmm. two are very unique in that way. Another thing about it was that I remember reading the second book and I didn't like it as much as the first one. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the movie, I I loved the movie more than the book. It enhanced that story for me. The movie did. That's rare. (laughs) That doesn't happen a lot. It does not happen a lot. Especially with the Harry Potter movies as they go forward. Yeah. (laughs) So Tuesday night, Sarah and I and then some friends of ours from church were going to go see Dune in a theater. Mm -hmm. Because I had read it. Sarah and I have both read it. And then our friend's wife has read it. And we've all been very excited about it. And I'm going to – I'm sure I'll probably talk for an entire episode about (laughs) Dune and the difference between the book and the movie. We actually just watched that last night. It's hard because that's a – it's a big old thick book. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a, I mean, it's really super dense, so I'm very interested to see how the movie plays out. Spoiler alert. Don't you dare. There's lots of sand. Yes. (laughs) That is Arrakis. Actually, sometime, I think Monday night, I'm going to try to sit down and watch Dune from 1984. Oh, David uh, David Lynch directed. What about you, Jeremy? What gives you the most nostalgia? So... Now I'm kind of mad that Jonathan put a Harry Potter movie in his list because <laughs> that's my thing. We talked about like comparing notes beforehand, but we're like, no, yeah, no, no, let's, no, no, let's no, just no. let's yeah, let's no. save it for the pod. Uh, I like it. <laughs> so I'm going with the Sandlot. Oh yes, and that's Jonathan's movie. I know more than oh, mine. that is such a great movie. <laughs> I used to be able to quote that entire movie like, yeah. front to back. Well, the reason I chose that is because we that's a part of our default vault that we yes. like to say. It's like one of the movies that all of our family can watch yeah. together. And we're just like, what do we want to watch? Let's go on the default vault and see what movie we can do. And usually it's Sandlot or like Father of the Bride. Oh, or Sandlot's so good. Any, pretty much anything of that sort. Um, Home Alone, National Treasure. National Treasure. The list goes on and on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... I didn't even grow up in the 60s, but I still get, like, the warm feeling of just, like, being a kid in the neighborhood, and uh, that just brings me back to just our family in general, just watching it as a family, and just loving every second of it. There's something about being a young boy watching that. It's, like, it's a coming-of-age story, and it, you know, it's about friendship and adventure. Like, it is, it's just a wonderful, charming movie. Yeah, I love that, and it probably helps that James Earl Jones's character reminds me of my grandpa, the grandpa that you don't know, okay. not Roger. Okay. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I I love that movie. That's so good. Okay, this is this is the the one that I think embarrasses me the most to ask but i'm always the most excited to ask okay <laughs> who is your first celebrity crush Ooh, john you're gonna have to go first since you had the crush before so here's what's funny is some people have just been just really honest and i that's oh. i appreciate that and then i've had someone get on it's like oh you know like selena gomez in wizards of waverly place i'm like that is a that is a lame answer but i'll take it like that's mine. I'm like no, that's I'm fine, but that is a lame answer. I'll I'll, oh. I'll start with like the frame of reference that I'm kind of working with here. Okay. This oh. was like the first time in my life that I ever realized like, oh, that's a woman. Uh-huh. Um, the way that my friend puts it is, oh, 
the way that my friend Jake puts it is, is like, I don't like, I see that and I like it and I know I want to be alone with her, but I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> it's like, you just, it's kind of that like mm-hmm. moment. And for me, it's uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And if you've seen that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, well, shoot. The head. <laughs> yeah. mm. So it's like that's He's very bodacious. Job <laughs> that guy. That's kind of like the frame of reference I'm working oh, for. So like, you don't have to be that honest. You can, like, I think Matt said Padme in Attack of the Clones, which is a lot. It's it's, it's classier than my answer was, <laughs> but it was my first nonetheless. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. When I when I heard the question first time, that's where my mind went to first yeah but i unlocked something even before that oh but i thought I, my mind immediately went to natalie portman padme in episode one and two and then um i unlocked seeing titanic oh <laughs> mine was kate, <laughs> kate winslet really uh i went over, i got picked up from school and we went over to our great aunt and uncle's house they used to watch us sometimes after school and they're like hey we got this movie for you to watch it was titanic i was like seven <laughs> And uh, obviously, if you've seen the movie, there's a, there's a few scenes you got to skip through. I didn't, I wasn't, I did not see those scenes. I was about to say, like, wow, <laughs> man, uh, seven years. But old. the rest of the scenes in the movie, um, yeah, that was like the first time I feel like, like what you were saying, like I noticed, oh, that is a woman. <laughs> there's something I like about that, but and, I can't uh, put my finger on why. And I don't know why I'm smiling so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine would be Big Mama's house too. <laughs> 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 Something about Chris Rock in a wig. No, oh god, it's not Mar- Chris Martin Rock. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I'm an idiot. No, uh, I had a pretty lame one, but I'm gonna defend it, stand by it, because I've liked her since day one. Everyone else liked her since. There's one. There's one movie where everyone was like, "Oh, okay, I see." Emma Watson. I've liked her since Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. I thought she was awesome. You know, it's really, like, that's that's like a childhood crush. It's not like yeah. a, that's a woman. I, I completely misread this question. No, that's no that I think that's a perfect answer. Okay. No, that's 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 wonderful. I just remember seeing the fourth movie and just being like, she walked down in her dress and everyone was like, whoa! I was like, I told y'all, <laughs> I told y'all. You see what I've been on about? What's see? What's really tough is that like you've seen the memes, you know, where it's like you find this woman attractive, like I couldn't really say. Yeah. And, like, you're watching the Harry Potter movies. She doesn't hit 19 until, like, Deathly Hallows Part 1 or Part yeah. 2. It's like, <sighs> you know? So. But that, no, that's a wonderful answer. Other than that, Miley Cyrus, no shame. Everyone, everyone, like, was like, uh. That's one that has an expiration date on it. That's it, for it sure. Do, it do be like that. But, yeah, no, Hannah Montana, for sure. <laughs> you can right. cut that part out. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's put yourselves in a hypothetical situation. You can win a million dollars if you sit down on a couch and you watch one movie, top to bottom, for 24 straight hours. Full credits and everything? Uh Sure, if that's the way you want to do it. I don't think it makes a difference. But the thing is, you can't fall asleep. You can't get up and walk around. 
between it. Like you got to sit there and watch the same movie for okay. 24 straight hours back to back. Oh, the back okay. to back. What movie would you pick? National Treasure. That was really quick. Every time. Every time. I have that's that's the one for me. I I've sat down and rewatched that one twice in a row before. And that's rare. So for me, I picked Home Alone. And I'm <laughs> I'm kind of laughing chuckling to myself because we did our, our staple <laughs> bracket, yeah. Our staple bracket episode and me and me and Jeremy were of talking course. trying to defend Home Alone and National Treasure at our end of the year rankings. But uh, I, yeah, I think you made the wrong decision, but hey, whatever. I I picked <laughs> Home Alone because uh, our family, we don't just watch, that's not a Christmas movie. Like we watch that any time of year. I can watch that movie anytime. And it's probably honestly in my like top five movies of all time. Okay. I don't know what my like list is. I just know that's up there somewhere. And so I, I picked Home Alone. That think would be, about this though. That'd be a treat to watch for 24 hours. Would it get any worse if you watched it for 24 hours straight? Would you want to pick your favorite movie? See, that's what's interesting about this question is do you want to pick something that maybe mm-hmm. you find really confusing and you want to watch multiple times in a mm-hmm. row to try to pick pick things up? Like I think someone has said like Inception or Tenet before. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's try to get our heads around this. We watch it back to back. In what world am I picking a Christopher Nolan film to watch for 24 hours straight? And I think I was deaf. <laughs> I think you guys have both – you think you guys kind of fall in the same area that I do. It's like let's pick something that – is lighthearted and fun that I'm also just not going to get tired of. The most it's rewatchable not, movie. It's not going to like wear you out mentally, but it's still endlessly rewatchable. Yeah. Mine's Spider Man Three. Like oh. I could watch Spider Man Three back to back to back. I've I've heard of this thing that some guy did. It was like a little experiment of his where he took the entire month of October and every day for 31 straight days he watched. Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Oh, no. <laughs> every day, 31 days in a row, and like recorded like a little podcast after every single time watching it. And so by like 31, oh. I, I can't find it anywhere. I think it might have, like he might have taken it down or whatever. But if I wasn't married, I would I would run that experiment <laughs> with Spider-Man. I would just watch Spider-Man 3 every day for Sarah 31 straight days. <laughs> I guess you could imagine why Sarah wouldn't be down for that. <laughs> like, but I, I find that concept really hilarious. Like, I'm just going to watch the same movie every day for a month. Yeah. There was some guy on TikTok, and he just was posting every day. He was just, like, rewatching Holes until Shia LaBeouf comments. <laughs> you know, like, day one of watching Holes. <laughs> he did it for, like, a month at least. <laughs> what movie? Okay, this is a tough one. I know that, Jeremy, you're know. having a hard time with it. Um, what movie do you most want to see in a theater? And I'm curious how you guys... Uh, interpret the question i kind of try to leave it a little wide open just to kind of let you make it your own i think i did a twist on this one let's hear it so uh (laughs) the movie i most want to see in the theater is national treasure three because i want them to (laughs) yes please we need to know what was on page 47 of the book of secrets that is okay so that's what i picked i think wow okay i didn't even think you thought outside the box office Get it? Get out of here. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Um, do you have a movie that is in production that you want to see most in the theater? Well, not in production, but that's that's uh, been released. As a backup or as an honorable mention, I, I feel like I'm a big fan of like Christopher Nolan movies, and for some weird reason, I never make it to the theater to see them. Yeah. I always miss out. I've only <laughs> seen a couple of them in theaters, so I, I just went with like Inception, because that was one I specifically wanted to see oh, in theaters, yeah. and I never got to when it came out. 
Sarah and I went and saw it. They put it in theaters for like a couple weeks before Tenet was released. Okay. And yeah. so we got to see that one in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So that that's kind of the way that I take the questions. Like, what's a movie that I've seen before that's like, man, this would be better in a theater? Yeah. Or maybe a movie. I would I would frame it as like a movie that I've seen that would be better in a theater. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way um, that I I think about mm-hmm. it. But like I said, that's kind of open what I to interpretation. It was, but I wanted to do a twist on it. So I just want to see National Treasure three. <laughs> I completely misread the question, and I was like. I thought you meant like what is, what would you give to see in theaters again? Like, That's what was fine. Your what? favorite movie theater experience? Go ahead. And I was torn. I think it's not even my favorite Harry Potter movie, but Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is the most like exciting theater watch. Really? That I've seen of the Harry Potter movies. I just remember being depressed seeing the last one. I was like, there's not gonna be any more. But I remember like all the hype up for that movie. Mm-hmm. And seeing all the different tasks and stuff, and then Voldemort showing up, I was obliterated. My whole brain was guts at that point. Um, it was exciting because that one was like they started to do a little bit darker with Azkaban, but this yeah. one, I think, the Goblet of Fire was like the first like PG thirteen. So yeah. Like you didn't know what you're going into. It was kind of exciting. Yeah. I remember. I I think explained to my mom that I wasn't thirteen yet. Um, I was like, mom. I've already read this book. I have to, I'm legally allowed to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I'll take it. All right. And I, I hate the book adaptation. The book has so much, it's probably my favorite Harry Potter book, but, and it's like a disaster when it comes to following the book, but. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I think still. that might be, I mean, you listen to my, so where we talked about the Harry Potter movies. I yeah. think that might be one of the weaker movies. Okay. But it's there is something special about it. Like, we only owned, funny enough, two of them growing up mm-hmm. on, like, DVD, and that was one of them. So I've seen it, like, a thousand times, and I still love it. Yeah. But I think if you're comparing it... I just think the theater... Oh, yeah. ...was better. Sure. No, that's it. I like <laughs> that. Well, I mean, I'll just go back just to make you feel better. My favorite one's... Prisoner of Azkaban. That's and, my favorite movie. But my but the thing is, is I hate the ending of that movie. I I, I think it's oh, it is it. by far the worst <laughs> ending, but the best movie. Like you're gonna you're gonna end the movie on a freeze frame of him you're flying on a bird. Frame. Like that's so dumb. <laughs> like yeah. you know, yeah. give us an exterior shot of Hogwarts panning back, showing us the whole <laughs> thing, and then like cut to black. Perfect, perfect ending. And, that, and I'm just like, that's so dumb. It's a great movie, but that's so dumb. Ugh. Okay, we're going to go into more movie-specific type things. Okay. What movie has your favorite opening? Hmm, Jonathan, you go first. I have a few honorable mentions when it came to this one. Um, so I'm a sucker for, like, a good one shot yeah so there's a couple movies that come to mind that just open with a, like a single long long take and it's an old movie called touch of evil okay it's Orson, uh, what are they? orson wells mm-hmm. i think made in the 50s and it starts out with it's like uh it's a, a close-up of someone like with a bomb in their hand and they mm-hmm. put it in the trunk of this car without the people in the car knowing yeah and they're like traveling over the border from the u.s to mexico and it's just like this several minute long shot that just follows them through traffic, through town, through over the border until the bomb goes off. <laughs> and it's, oh. it's kind of a cool shot. It's a black and white movie. The other one is Spectre. 
uh, James okay. Bond movie. Yeah. That one opens up with a pretty cool long take of him just like walking through town and like walking on top of buildings until like he like zooms in and it's like about to shoot someone. <laughs> yeah, it cuts. But so I really like that. And then um, I love the beginning of uh, Indiana Jones uh, Temple of Doom. The beginning of that movie, I love. I love the intro of that one. For some reason, it just like sticks out. Not, to me. not Raiders. Yeah, not Raiders. That's no. interesting. One of the most iconic. Okay. In Temple of Doom. Okay. Temple of Doom. The beginning in the white tuxedo. It's almost like a beginning of a Bond movie almost. Oh, there's there's a certain During, homage uh, to it, Club sure. Obi One. Yeah, it's just I, I just really like that one. Um, so that one sticks out more than more than uh, Raiders to me for some Man. reason. Okay. So I think, that's I think I had seen the rate like stuff parody parodying. I can't say the word. Yeah. A parody of Raiders before I actually saw Raiders. So okay. it was like, I think maybe that wasn't as new and exciting for me the first time I saw it. That's the thing with movies like that, that you just kind of ruin it for yourself mm-hmm. almost. Like seeing Alien for the first time, there's no surprise because it's like the whole Alien jumping out of the chest is it's been done so many times mm-hmm. that you know what's going to happen before it happens. And mm-hmm. Something about that. I like your those answer. Are, those are my honorable mentions, though. Okay. I do have one. I do have one. That I, oh. I thought you were sticking with Temple of Doom. No, right, I, I have a lot, a lot of them. And I, I feel like very cliche saying this, but uh, The Dark Knight. Okay. Oh, no, it, yeah. It was the first time yeah. I had actually noticed like some craft to the yeah. filmmaking. Like I saw that and I was just like, this is like a step above normal superhero movies. And I'm a sucker for like, I really like heist movies. And so just the way that one begins with like, the henchmen like picking one another off until you mm-hmm. just left and then you get the reveal of the Joker. And I just thought that that one was like really exciting for me. That's yeah. that's my favorite opening. That's a great answer. Wow. Okay. Well, I also have a lot of honorable mentions. And I'm not Okay. Should I go honorable mentions first and then Yes. Okay. okay. I think that's I think that's more okay. fun. So Fellowship of the Ring is I like the opening, but it's more of like the beginning of the movie and not an opening. Yeah. So, it's like your prologue. So that doesn't really count. So, but the whole Shire until they like leave the Shire is like yeah. my favorite part. Of it's the like movie. the first hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest of it, I can't yeah. as much. Um, uh, then <laughs> I was going to do similar to Indiana Jones as your uh, intro, but uh, UHF. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is. That's what I was referring to when I said I'd seen it done like spoofed. Okay, yeah. So that I didn't know anything about UHF, and it's Weird Al Yankovic yeah. who does parodies of songs and stuff. I was like, oh, is it just gonna be one long music video of all of his music? And it's like, no, he's gonna parody movies. I'm into this, and he just <laughs> recreates the entire Raiders of the Lost Ark Boulder scene. It's so funny. Um, but. Okay, this is going to be really bad, choosing this as an honorable mention over my actual choice, but Baby <laughs> Driver. Oh, yes. Best, like, that's the best. Like, probably objective yeah. best opening, in my opinion. Um, no, I, I, yeah. Okay. That's probably, that'd probably be my answer. Anything Edgar Wright, pretty much. Yes. That's not a hot take at all. Yeah, okay, no, okay. that's, <laughs> you're not going to, I'm not going to argue that that should okay. be. <laughs> Just get ready for this hot take, then, because my actual choice is another Heath Ledger movie. A Knight's Tale. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it sets the tone for the movie the way Baby Driver does. Okay. But so, I, that, that's my yes. movie for, like, nostalgia. Like, I right. love that movie. 
I'm not going to say anything bad about it. All right. Well, for an opening, you have to like set the precedent for what is in store for the rest of the movie, right? So it's like essentially the thesis statement. Yeah. So the opening is We Will Rock You by <laughs> Queen in Medieval Times. And it is just like, it's the best sports film of all time. Don't even add me. Like, that is the best sports film of all time. Technically. Um, For a guy who talked about, you have to cry every time you see, <laughs> remember the Titans, you're see, like... that's not a sports movie, though. That's, that's, there's other things. Okay, whatever. I will fong you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Give me um, a good fonging. <laughs> it's called Alliance. Hello. That is... Nothing says, like, don't take this movie seriously <laughs> than a guitar solo coming from a trumpet. <laughs> All right? Yeah. That just made me so excited. Um, but, yeah, that's my favorite opening, A Knight's Tale. No, that's <laughs> – I love that movie. I was looking for a way to fit that one in here somewhere. And yeah. I, I but I do love that movie. <laughs> what movie has your favorite ending? So, ending and Endings in movies are tough. Like – you know, we talked about I love Prisoner of Azkaban, but it has the right. worst ending of all of them. What's what's your favorite movie ending? So, mine I've already chose for this. this That's is fine. You can Sandlot say the same. Again. Yeah, you can say the same. I think movie the Sandlot is my favorite ending. Just the they're playing catch, and as each one tells the story of like how they ended up, they yeah. just fade away. And I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, that's a fantastic ending. Bertram got really into the sixties. <laughs> no one ever saw him again. Yeah. Okay, I, I feel like I have a weird take on this, but I picked Monsters University. Okay, oh, that's, yeah, that's certainly I, unique. I really like that movie more than anybody else likes that movie for some reason. I, I really like the story of that, of like, it's kind of a, like Mike goes to college and he's got like his whole plan of how he wants to become a scarer and everything. And it's just like, I don't know, it's got a lot, it's got a, you know, it's a story of failure it's a story of like making plans and things not going the way that you yeah. expected them to. And like at the end of it, you think, Oh, they're going to win this scare competition and become the greatest scares. And that doesn't happen. They actually lose and they get kicked out of college, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's just like, there's something about it that I really like. Um, it just resonates with me. I don't know. Yeah. So no, that's, that's perfect. That's what I, that's, I, I like these questions about like what's your favorite opening and closing because it it says a lot about the person like what you like in an ending and opening to a movie i think can be really telling like my answer is la la land mm. i i love the ending of that movie i think i think it's a fantastic movie i think it's one of the best movies ever made but i think the ending really just puts it over the top mm. i yeah. love that movie. it's got a good opening too See, what's funny is I hate musicals, but I love that movie. Mm -hmm. So when, like, that movie had come out, like, right as Sarah and I had started dating. Like, we did not know each other very well at all. And she had gone off on winter break and, like, seen it with her friend. She's like, you have to see this. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure I do. Like, no, it's a musical. I'm not going to see it. She goes, no, really, you have to. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go see it together. The first scene, I'm like, Sarah, what in the world did you get me into? Like, there's, the, the movie just started. Like, come on. They're doing, they're singing show tunes on the interstate. And she's like, I promise it gets better. And she was right. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal movie. Love it. <laughs> okay, this is probably the question with the most open-ended, the most open-ended question. What movie surprised you the most? 
And it could surprise, like, however you take that surprised you in a good way, a bad way, you know, twist ending, whatever it is. What movie surprised you the most? For me, I picked Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Ooh, okay. The, like, the last two minutes of that movie was just, like, crazy to me. I, I went into it, all I knew about Psycho was, like, the music and, like, the shower stabbing scene. Yeah, of like, course. From pop culture references. Other than that, I had no information about what happens in this movie at all. And uh, the ending really surprised me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's a really great answer. What do you think? So, I've got one answer. Just kidding, I have two answers. Um, one of them was a movie that came out when I was working at the movie theater. And it's one of those that just takes a complete left turn. And just, you think the movie's going this way, but it just goes the different direction. That's, yeah. This is my honorable mention, and it's called The Lobster. I'm oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It is so It's weird. bizarre. It's I like bizarre movies. Um well, that one fits. But that one is the most bizarre I've probably ever seen. And it, you like get used to the concept. You get you sit down, get used to the concept of like, okay, so the movie's about if you don't find a mate in thirty days You get turned into an you animal. You get turned into an animal. And he chose that he wanted to be of a lobster. Choosing. Yeah. Of your choosing. <laughs> yeah. You could choose to be a whatever. He chose a lobster. Which is not the smartest thing to do, but then you got you're like, why did you choose a lobster the whole time? And then like, he just like escapes and just like lives in the woods, and that's the rest of the movie. It's not even like, yeah, it's get, the whole concept is that, and then they completely drop that concept. abandon it. Yeah. Um, but my actual pick would be Apollo 13. Okay. How did it surprise you? I didn't really know the history that much when I first saw it, and then I as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh. I knew Apollo 11 mm-hmm. landed on the moon. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they've already done that. It's easy. They could do it again. <laughs> I thought they landed on the moon. And then when I got to the, when they got to the moon, they just had to circle around it. I was like, what? Hold <laughs> up. Also the beginning scene of Apollo one did not expect that to blow up. That, 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 that really surprised yeah. me. No, that's a good answer. I like that. I've not seen that as an adult. Like I've seen, I'm not sure I've seen it like top to bottom because it's something that we always saw in school. So it's like you watch 45 you minutes watch of it. Tom Hanks movie, you can. Probably. You yeah, it. I, th- I feel that way about Steven Spielberg. Okay. Like I, I, I've seen a lot of his movies, and what surprises me about Steven Spielberg movies is that you'll start a movie and it's like directed by Steven Spielberg. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I had no idea. It always like catches you by surprise. You know that he wrote and produced Poltergeist. I had heard of that. Um... It, wasn't it kind of like a ghost director kind of situation where like someone else got credited, but he? No, I think he it, he actually offered the guy that directed it. He offered ET to him. The guy was like, Nah, I don't want to touch ET. And he's like, Okay, I'll direct ET. How about you direct Poltergeist? He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, jokes on him because yeah. ET. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just you know I'm watching the movie and it's like you know you got some of those credits like written by Steven Spielberg. I'm like, What the heck? Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> can't this guy do um okay these two questions i next two are kind of opposites of each other what's a bad movie that you love okay jonathan a movie I think we should say this at the same time oh we don't we don't have the same pick. are you sure i can tell okay, never mind. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> now I've done a whole we Jeremy and I have done an episode about this where I talked about Spider Man three yeah. and you talked about Shrek three. Yes. Is that your answer? No, I don't love Shrek three. I hate that movie. Yeah, I remember that. We talked I was like, What's a bad movie you love? And you're like, This is a bad movie that I hate. I'm like that's not the concept, but cool. We'll rock with it. Um so what is your answer? Alright, my first one. My only one actually. This is the one that I actually have a one solid answer for. Yeah. The Country Bears. I have <laughs> yep. got nothing but hate, except from Jonathan, for loving that movie unapologetically. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that's one of the things I do know about you is you do love the there's Country not, Bears. There's not many more movies that bring me more joy than that movie. <laughs> I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. Just turn your brain off, and I had to just watch it. I had the entire soundtrack CD that I listened to on the road trips growing up. I know that movie, and I can probably, I I have, I have, I can probably quote that movie in real time. Favorite part from that movie right now? Go. Oh, that's that's hard. <laughs> Mr. Let, Chicken is a girl. Well, <laughs> there's a sign. Zebzuba. Same Zebzuba that. Anyways, <laughs> don't get us started on Country Bears. Dude, Country Bears is so good. It's, John, got, it's got some of the best John notes ever. I think my favorite one is probably... <laughs> you look ridiculous. <laughs> Jonathan, what's a bad movie that you love? Uh, there's so many movies that are considered bad that I love. But I went with Steve Martin's The Pink Panther. Oh! Because everyone... I don't think it's bad, yeah. but everyone hates on it because it's not Peter Sellers. Everyone looks at the originals, mm. and I say, you know what? I think the first the first one, the first Steve Martin Pink Panther, is funnier as a whole than yeah. the, than like the Pink Panther movies. Yeah, they're the old ones. The old ones have like great moments, but I just laugh so much throughout the entire movie. It's it's really it cohesive. It's just really good, and so I could have picked I could have picked. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because I love that movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different movies that I love, but I, I went with Pink Panther because I, I think that that one. You know my thoughts on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's not even my least favorite Indiana. Oh yeah, movie. I know what your least favorite Indiana right. Jones is. Cool. Just uh, so we know that. Now the opposite of this question: what is a what is a generally regarded good movie that you just hate? It's just like you're, you watch this, you're like, why? Why is this good? This, Avatar. this is bad. Okay. My man. Let's I, hear it. You know, it, it came out and everyone was talking about it. It was the highest grossing movie. And I saw it and I was like, this is what everyone's on about. It, okay. It's not that good. I don't care about it. James Cameron. I have no interest in seeing Avatar 2, Avatar 3, Avatar 4, Avatar 5 that are currently in pre-production. Don't care. Supposedly. Don't care. Oh, the technology. I'm, I'm waiting for the technology to catch up with my vision. <laughs> Give us a break. <laughs> it's not that good. I did not like it. Yeah. Okay. I, I will, I'm, I'm totally on for that answer. I, I agree, too. Um, except for the fact that the technology is here now. And it is at Walt Disney World right now. Because if you go to Animal Kingdom and you ride the Banshee flight ride, mm -hmm. that's the most beautiful experience I've ever had in a theme park. I cried. Not from... <laughs> Not from fear, but from yeah. pure beauty. You were riding one of those banshees, and you could feel it breathing under you, oh, like cool. under your legs, and it was like so immersive. You, I genuinely felt like I was flying. It 
It was so cool. Um, anyways, yeah. But my movie is, Jesse, you're going to really hate me for this. Because this <laughs> is one of your favorite movies ever. Um, but I should do an honorable mention. I just yeah, want to sure. say um, for a fact that Pulp Fiction is not a good movie. I It's absolute hot garbage. It's just shock value. That's all it is. Hot covered, chocolate covered trash. Hate it. Chocolate <laughs> covered trash. I've never heard that, but okay. Um, but whatever, people can like it. The movie that's I, I, a really good movie that I just can't watch and I, I just don't like it is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, that is disappointing to hear. I know, I know. Um, it's, just, it's like a fever dream. I, I, I don't understand it. Oh, it's I think... just like reading a comic book and I just I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I see. I can understand why someone doesn't like it. So that that doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like Sarah can't. She doesn't like that movie. Okay. But I think that's what made that movie so enjoyable for me the first time was that I sat down to watch it with Jimmy. It's yeah. like Jimmy's favorite movie. And I'm like, so what's this movie about? He's like, I'm not going to tell you a thing about this movie. You're <laughs> going to sit down and watch it yeah. and just let it happen to you. And you know, it's like, okay, this is a little, this is this is unique it's a little weird and then like the first fight scene happens and you're just like what in the world's going on <laughs> this is this is absolute chaos but it's i loved every minute of it i i embraced the the nonsense of it yeah and if you can't embrace the nonsense of it i totally get why you dislike the movie. i usually like nonsense and stuff like that i just i can't describe it i just can't i don't like that movie. There, there's an I, edgar I rightness like nonsense, to it. you know i'm a big fan <laughs> of chaos there, there's an edgar rightness to it that i really like and yeah i think yeah I love it. Um, Okay, here's another hypothetical situation. So during the pandemic, and and still now, you can rent out an entire movie theater to yourself and put on... I'm not sure if you can put on whatever movie you like, but we're just going to, for the sake of the hypothetical. You've you've rented out an entire theater, and it's full of all your friends. And you're going to screen a double bill, two movies, to show all your friends in a movie theater. They have... They can't get up and leave. You are in total control of what they sh- you show them. What two movies do you pick? Okay, so for us, Jonathan, since we grew up every weekend taking turns picking movies, I feel like two is not the right number. Because <laughs> I feel like we've we've watched like four or five in a day. Yeah. So I feel like we should probably, like, this question should be tweaked to like, you're inviting all your friends over to your house <laughs> on a Saturday to watch movies and you're taking turns. I'm Which sticking with double choose? bill while, while, okay. your, while your mom goes to Walmart to yeah. buy groceries. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and sticking you're supposed with... to be doing the dishes, but you forget. And then and so you hear her pull up in the driveway and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> forget to take the meat out the phone. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stick with double bill. Okay. Well, that's going to be hard. Oh, I'll go first. Okay. That's part of the fun. Yeah. So, uh, there's two movies that have come out in the last few years that I've just been utterly charmed by, and I think they're amazing. And that is Paddington 1 and 2. <laughs> You're choosing both of them. <laughs> 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. All right. I, they're amazing movies, and I just don't have anything bad to say about either of them. Yeah. And it's just a real treat for anyone to watch Paddington. It's just such wholesome fun. And I got I, I got it. I want either, my so friends to all see yeah. it. You're not wrong. I yeah. think that's I think that's the way I take it. It's like, okay, if I'm in control of what's being watched, I want to put on something that I think people ought to see yeah. and that they probably haven't. And I yeah. think that's okay. a really good, good well, answer. Well, I feel better because those are 
two of my honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, good. So I can choose now. Um, one, it has to be a Tom Hanks film because I love okay. Tom Hanks. And I'm torn between Castaway and That Thing You Do. And I'm going to choose That Thing You Do because ah, that yeah. is not many people have seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, it is his first like movie he's ever directed. And it's so good. Yeah. Second would probably be School of Rock. I've still not seen that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're invited to my double bill. <laughs> cool. um, so you're going with the music thing. Yeah. Weirdly, a music thing. Um, I don't know. It's like a funny crowd pleaser. And it's overall a good like group watch. Yeah. And I've never been upset watching it. Like, I'm, Someone's always suggested School of Rock. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're watching that for sure. I like it. So don't want to be too weird. I'm not going to say like The Lobster or something. <laughs> Okay, this is the hardest question of them all. What, is Gassine, Jesse. <laughs> what is objectively the greatest film ever made? Hmm. It's a hard question. I don't think you can really ever put up a, a solid answer for it. But I just, can't even answer what my favorite film is, period. <laughs> oh, I think favorite's harder than objective best, because you can just kind of be like, okay, I think okay. this is the closest thing to a perfect movie ever made, and you just okay. like walk away. You can just kind of like, there it is. Okay, not touching it. Jonathan, you go first. <laughs> this is so hard for me. So, yeah, I gave this one a lot of thought, but I, I just came back to, um, I think, Back to the Future. I think there's just, there's there's something for everybody with that. I, I don't know anyone that doesn't like that movie. It's just everything that, like, a blockbuster movie should be. Yeah. Just pure fun. I'm not going to pick, like, Citizen Kane. I watched it. It was okay. You know, I, I, I just want it to be fun and kind of hopeful. And I think I think that... They haven't remade it so far, and I, I don't think they will because it's objectively the best film. If someone okay. said that's their favorite movie, I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's a solid fair. pick. Solid pick. I, I watched that with a friend of mine. It was the first time he'd ever seen it. And it ended, and I was like, oh, well, there it is. Now you've seen it. And, you know, there's two more of these. He goes, there's there's not any more of like, the mom trying to make out with him. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no more of that. He goes, Okay, I couldn't do two more movies of that. Could not handle it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. There, there's something weird about that. I mean, you've heard the stand-up bits, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to have something like that in there. I mean, that's what made Star Wars so good. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a trope of a great movie. A little bit of incest. <laughs> um, you heard it here, folks. Inside quotes think that all great movies need to have a little bit of incest. Why the, that's why the French people love your podcast so much. Uh, let's just say half of us, <laughs> half of the hosts, are like that. Not me. <clears throat> um, okay, objectively the best film. <clears throat> I want to say like a really artsy film, and I want to say a really like crowd pleaser film too. But so like I could say Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I have like six or seven pages of notes just on the color use in the movie. Sure. And I never wanted to like take notes like that. Never. I want to say Whiplash. Mm. It might have to be Whiplash. Either that or Shrek 2. <laughs> there it was. He teased it on the there's, first question. Dude, there's not... Okay, Shrek 2. There's not a better sequel made. In this world. Um, Empire no, Strikes Back. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Strike 2 is a better sequel than <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. You heard it here, folks. I mean, 
when you have the conversation of great sequels, you know, you got Empire Strikes Back, you got Shrek 2, you got Paddington 2. So Paddington 2 is the only one that comes close. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I'm a kids movie podcast host. That's fine. Okay. Are you sticking with Shrek 2? Might have to be Ratatouille. I, I, I think, think that's a good mixture of art and joy. Yeah, sure. My, my answer is La La Land. Okay. I just, I, I can't find a single thing wrong with that movie. Um, I think, yeah, I love, I love it. Okay. That's, that's me. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a surprise question in there just because I think it's a fun one. What movie do you most relate to? Ratatouille. I don't know. I'm not giving you any time (laughs) to think, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll go with, uh, Monsters University. Uh, Maybe that's why I like the ending of that one because I find it relatable. Just like, you know, life... Life doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go, and there's always, you know, sometimes that that different path leads to just as great of a place. Yeah, I like it. It's a great answer. Awesome. I I love this. This is. I think this is so much fun. Yeah. I like talking movies, especially when you can get people to open up and kind of, you know, in a little way, it's kind of like pouring your heart out, but yeah. it's really not so sensitive. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I never backed up my Ratatouille. Well, let's hear it. Back up your Ratatouille. So, obviously, Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar film. No contest. Uh, I think it's one of Pixar's. It's it's the objective best. Maybe Wally is just as good. Just kidding. Um, Onward. Hmm. Um, Onward. But as a Onward. Okay. <laughs> What was that last? What was the last surprise question? Phrased? What movie do you most relate to? Relate. Okay. So I don't think so. I've changed my opinions on movies and how I am as I've grown up and seen movies at different times. Ratatouille is probably one of the only films that I've never changed. I feel like I was an adult when I watched that movie in two thousand eight, nine. <laughs> um, that inspired me to learn how to cook, and I live by that phrase: anyone can cook. Because people say they can't, and then they can. I like it. Also, the scene with the mushrooms and the strawberries and the cheese. Favorite. You do that every day. <laughs> I would. I'm, I literally did that for breakfast. Yeah, I know. And um, <laughs> I would pay lots of money for a lightning struck mushroom. Lots of money. I would probably go into debt for that. That could be arranged. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how, but it could be done. That's just my, you know, like the Tesla coils, we'll just put like a mushroom there in the middle and just let it. Well, you just got to put the mushroom at the top lightning. of the, the clock tower and back to the future. Hey, you got the time. If you know exactly hey. what you're Got to get a DeLorean. But, anyways, Ratatouille, for sure. Objective best. I like it. Great. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Actually,. The movie we filmed last night is probably the objective best. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast has been brought to you by Spaghetti and Chopsticks. <laughs> Again, thank you to Jonathan and Jeremy for recording this podcast with me. It was so much fun. Um, Jeremy mentioned there right at the very end that him and I shot a goofy little like short film type thing that I need to start working on editing and putting together. But 
I'll let you guys know when that's ready to go. That should be a lot of fun. Um, the best movie I watched this past week was a 1954 film called On the Waterfront. It was a gift that we bought for our friend Jake. Um, it's the Criterion copy. It's a movie starring Marlon Brando, um, where he's. It's about corrupt unions in uh, 1954. Uh, it's pretty cool. Really, really interesting movie. Really enjoyable. A lot of fun to watch. Um, so there was that. This week, this past week, Watford were on the road at Goodison Park playing against Everton. And at halftime, the score was 1 1 1, um, which is exciting. Like, we needed a bounce back after last week's. 5-0 dro- uh, loss at Liverpool. So, 1-1 one, one at halftime feels really good. About the 60th minute, um, Everton score again. And it's like, okay, well, now the pressure's on. Let's see what, what the boys can do. Um, and, and what's insane is in the last 12 minutes of the game, Watford scored four goals. I mean, really, they, they ended up winning that match 5-2. Um, Joshua King scored a hat trick, which is great. It's the first time he scored for Watford all season. Um, we picked him up from Everton, uh, between the end of last season, beginning of this one. So it's kind of neat that he gets to go against his former club, score his first goal for Watford. And it's a hat trick, just really phenomenal. Uh, that's the kind of bounce back we needed after losing five nil to come in and not just win a match against a good team, but to, to win like in a commanding way like that was something that the team really needed so that was exciting this week we've got Southampton which is a team that we definitely ought to beat so hopefully that plays off well this week um like I mentioned Tuesday we're going to go see Dune which I'm very excited about I think Matt is going to watch it sometime this week and we kind of want to get together and talk about it on the podcast so that's something to look forward to um Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for uh, enjoying the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, Go check out Jonathan and Jeremy's work over at Inside Quotes. Uh, It's a really wonderful show. They're they're a lot of fun to listen to. Um, Go check them out. Uh, If you loved this podcast, share it with someone you love. If you hate it, share it with someone you hate. And until next week, enjoy spoopy season.